Hey everybody, welcome back to Let's Talk About It. My name is Megan and I'm also here with Jackie. Hey guys. And we want to talk today about being single and single life struggles. Um, Yeah, so we want to just start this episode off. Jackie, can you just kind of introduce us to this topic and what you'll be talking about today? Yeah, so Megan is married. So we did a podcast on everything that Megan has learned in marriage last time. And then I am in a very different phase of my life. I am single. I've always been single. I've dated. She's never been married. No, (laughs) never been married, ladies. Um, Well, and men. Men might be listening. Um, yeah, I've been single and I've never even been in a relationship like I've dated, but I have limited dating experience. So I just have a very different experience than Megan. So we wanted to speak to that because in my journey of speaking out about this, um, and just my own experience and the struggles that I've, I've experienced in being single for a long period of time, especially as a Christian woman, I've come across a lot of women that also struggle in this. So I just wanted to talk about it. Absolutely. And I think everyone can kind of recognize that singleness has its struggles. Um, But just considering our audience and that Jackie and I are Christians, this is kind of an idea that is very much present in Christian culture. So Jackie, why... What are some thoughts do you have on why women specifically struggle in singleness? Yeah, and I just want to say that a lot of this I'll be speaking from my own experience. And it's not me trying to say I have all the answers or that I'm speaking for every woman who's gone through, I don't know, a prolonged experience of singleness. It's just kind of me speaking from my experience. And what I've noticed um, as to why I think women struggle in their singleness especially as Christians, that there's this idea very much um, embedded in our culture, specifically our Christian culture, that something is wrong with you if you aren't dating in a relationship or even just being pursued by guys. And that's something I've really, really struggled with. And there's a pressure, specifically also in the Catholic community, to find your vocation, which is either marriage or the consecrated life, which is in a religious order, or a consecrated layperson where you take vows to remain single and chaste. There's this huge just pressure to find your vocation. So if you're just single, people kind of start to ask, like, oh, why aren't you dating? Why aren't you? So you feel a very much a pressure from the outside as well a lot of the times. And I think another reason is that there's just this deep, deep desire that we all have for intimacy and for communion. Like the desire to be united to another is something beautiful and good that God put in us. And it's not a bad thing to have a desire to be united to another and to fully give yourself to another person. So when that desire is not fulfilled, it it can cause a lot of suffering and just feeling like you're missing out when people around you are all getting married and having kids right out of college and you're like I haven't even been on a real date in over a year and it doesn't seem like any guys are really interested so yeah it's just something that can be really painful to go through yeah I think you really voice a lot of probably inner struggles that a lot of people are having do you feel that maybe there is a pressure or an idea or maybe it's just coming from an inner desire that if you aren't being actively pursued in a relationship that you don't have purpose. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's a pressure from the Christian culture, but also just the secular culture as well. We have an obsession with love and being in a relationship mm-hmm. and with sex and all of these mm-hmm. things. It's, I mean, there are so many love stories, so many books out there about romance. And if that's not something that's present in your life, you can't help but feel like you are missing out. And I think, like I said, the reason that we as humans are so obsessed with that is because we have this good desire to be united to another. But our culture, both secular and a Christian cultures, have definitely made an idol out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I've spoken to a lot of women that feel like they don't even have a place in church if they are not married. And even further, if they're not married with children, like our churches really are lacking in areas of how to minister and create community that includes singles, especially single women. And so I think that's a really, really good point. Just to kind of get personal, Jackie, would you be willing to share maybe some of your own personal story and struggles around this topic? Yeah, for sure. So I think I already mentioned this, but I've been single my entire life. I've barely dated and I'm 24. Um, I've never been in a real relationship, and this has been a huge source of shame for me. And I struggle with this lie that something is wrong with me, something must just be internally broken or flawed in me, because this thing that I feel like is happening for others around me or should be happening isn't happening for me. And And as the years have ticked by and I've gotten older, the struggle has really grown for me. And you just start to wonder, and I know so many women are gonna relate to this, you just start to think, what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think women that have been in a relationship or haven't, or if you haven't, still really struggle with this question. Mm-hmm. And I've had this just tendency to tie my singleness to my identity. And all of these things, I've let it make me believe about myself, such as that I'm not desirable, that I'm not worthy of love, that I'm mm-hmm. not attractive, or maybe just you know my body isn't good enough. Um, I know so many women can struggle. We just try to pick out what is it in us Mm -hmm. as to why this isn't happening for me. Um, When I know it's just so much easier to rest in that, you know, it's just not God's timing. All these things that we hear Mm -hmm. that the men around you just aren't right. Um, That those beliefs would bring a lot of peace, but it's just such, it's such a struggle and something I've deeply, deeply struggled with most of my life. For sure. And it is very much perpetuated in like what you were saying before, the kind of rom-com you know which i think seeps into our our christian culture as well but certainly in secular culture this idea that romantic partners complete us that like there is something lacking in us or we are missing something or yeah that our identity is lacking if we don't have that completion in another person And I think that's such a valid point that you bring up that it can be comforting when people are like, no, that's not true. God is enough. Or it's just not, this isn't the season. (laughs) But realistically and naturally, us as humans, like have those fears and those, that insecurity. And I think that's important to talk about. So what are some things you have learned through this? Or what are some things you can kind of pinpoint in yourself? Yeah. So just some things that I've really learned in just my perpetual singleness (laughs) as a Christian Catholic woman um, is that I definitely have struggled with this false belief that I have about God that if I just trust him enough or 
fully surrender my relationship, like life, my dating life to him, that I'll just end up miserable and unhappy. Mm. And we, it's easy to just forget that God is so good and faithful and he has good plans for me. He doesn't have plans of pain and unhappiness (laughs) for my life. Mm -hmm. And even though it is a struggle, it's something I have to keep reminding myself that God has not abandoned me, hasn't left. He knows this desire that I have and he he knows what I'm going through. Um, and it just means that he probably has other things he wants me to focus on right now. And something else that I've really just realized is all of the beautiful things that God has put into my life that I probably would not have had if I had been dating or in a relationship. Mm-hmm. For me, I've just realized the beautiful woman, women he's put in my life that I wouldn't have had the time to build relationships with if I'd been in a relation if I'd been in you know in a committed relationship um, I've done missionary work I've worked on projects and read and wrote and I've learned a lot um, you know I moved to a new state by myself and essentially just started over entirely and built mm-hmm. a new life in another city from the ground up and I've made so many friends and planted so many roots here and it's crazy that I can still look at my life because I haven't dated because that one area of my life hasn't Um, I haven't seen much progress. I say progress in quotes. Mm, Yeah. That I feel like, oh, something's wrong with me. My life is just like not worth anything or like I'm doing something wrong when it's like, no, God just wants me to be focusing on other things. And I can clearly see that if I'd been in a relationship or if things had worked out with guys that I really wanted it to, where those things would not have happened. Um, Yeah. And I think that's such a, a good point that you bring up where there is this tendency to idolize relationships like the ideal of a relationship the platonic ideal of a relationship and so many women because they might be like obsessed with that when it actually comes to the time where they get into a relationship there will be so much crushing disappointment that takes place because newsflash men are not god and they are far from perfect and they will let you down And that relationship in and of itself won't be fulfilling because I think, you know, what you're pointing out is like what we're seeking. We might think it's a relationship, but really it's seeking to fill an emptiness in us that can only be filled with Christ. So that is such a good thing to bring up. For sure. And I think another thing that we, why we crave relationships so much is we just want that affirmation of our worth mm-hmm. and something from another human yes <laughs> from someone else from a man because yep. that's a natural desire that women have is to be united to another man and marriage that's just mm-hmm. it's just something that we see back in the garden in eden that and we, be thought of as beautiful and be told yes. they're beautiful and lovely and sought after and pursued for sure we see that in song of solomon like that is a very natural desire in women for sure and I, something I've just really reflected on and I felt God kind of speak to me that because I haven't had that constant affirmation, you know, months of really not feeling that from men, that I and myself, it's really challenged me to really find my worth in God mm. and not rely on that affirmation from other men, which probably would just really just puff up my own pride mm. <laughs> and would teach me to rely on the affirm- on others for affirmation. So in my own singleness, I've had to build up that confidence in myself without that attention and be truly rooted in Christ where those roots, you know, they run deep. They are roots that are constantly life-giving and they're rooted in solid ground in Mm -hmm. Christ. And that will make when I, you know, eventually do end up in a relationship, I won't be so reliant on the other person 
for that attention, for that affirmation, because as you said, Megan, mm-hmm. that deep desire we have will never, ever be fulfilled by another person. No. And it puts a lot of pressure on relationships. It mm-hmm. can ruin marriages, as you've seen in relationships, when we rely on the other person and put them in the place of God. Right. Yeah. And put them in the place of their role is to silence our insecurities. Like, what a huge burden. Like, that isn't possible for another human. And so, yeah, you're so right. Like, we need to be in a place where we are healthy and understanding. You know, I don't I don't think any of us would be, like, perfect before entering a relationship. But for sure, it definitely does not hurt to get healthier in that area. For sure. And Henry Nowen, I don't know if any of you listening will know him, but he was a Catholic priest, and he's written many books I think are great for any Christian, you know, Protestant, Catholic, whatever to read. They're beautiful. And I will second that. Yes. (laughs) He has this book called Reaching Out, The Three Movements of the Spiritual Life. And in it, he talks about how we have to cultivate this inner solitude within where we are connected to ourselves and God to actually truly reach out and connect with another. And he has this beautiful quote. He writes, No friend or lover, no husband or wife, no community or commune will be able to put to rest our deepest cravings for unity and wholeness. And by burdening others with these divine expectations, of which we ourselves are not often partially aware, we might inhabit the expression of free friendship and love and evoke instead feelings of inadequacy and weakness. Friendship and love cannot develop in the form of an anxious clinging to each other. They ask for a gentle, fearless space in which we can move to and from each other. As long as our loneliness brings us together with the hope that together we no longer will be alone, we castigate each other with our unfulfilled and unrealistic desires for oneness, inner tranquility, and the uninterrupted experience of communion. Ooh, guys, isn't that good? And yes, we will quote, I will put the quote in the bio and the link to the book. Seriously, read this. It's so good. But I just realized in like the little bit of dating that I have done, how much I would just cling to that Mm. person and when it wouldn't work out, how it would absolutely crush me. And just realizing that, man, I can't bring that into an actual relationship. Like Mm. I have a lot of healing myself to do. It would probably only lead to a lot more hurt within a relationship with somebody else. Um, so that kind of leads into another point. Mm-hmm. And I know this can be very annoying for women that have been single or just anyone that's been single is people say, well, this is a time for you to work on yourself. <laughs> but honestly, no matter what stage of life we're in, we should be focused on becoming healthier, mm-hmm. becoming closer to God, whether that's you need to go to therapy or, you know, mm-hmm. build a healthier lifestyle because, our own mental health, our own spiritual health will greatly affect those around us. Like in a relationship, if you end up getting married, I mean, the children that you raise, it's a big deal that you need to be in a healthy place yourself and you can damage other people with your own like damage that you haven't addressed. And not to say like when you get into a relationship, you will not be perfect. You will hurt the other person. We're, in, we're imperfect humans that will happen, but there's a lot of work if you are in a season of singleness that you can be doing to really, you know, as Henry Nowen said, cultivate that inner solitude, cultivate that own self-worth, really root yourself in Christ, and it will only help you for the rest of your life, your future relationships, friendships, or romantic relationships. Yeah, and I think maybe 
why that phrase might be kind of like cheesy or we might like kind of cringe when we hear it is because it has been used as a way of like talking like, oh, while you're single, you can work on yourself. And then once again, it's perpetuating that idea of like, and then once you're in a relationship, you're complete, um, which isn't true. It's it's not that singleness is like a unique time because because you can work on yourself. I think it's more it's unique in how you can work on yourself, you know, because throughout our lives in every season we're in, there's different areas in which the Holy Spirit is working to sanctify us. God is working in us. We're growing in our walk with Jesus. We're learning more about ourselves and healing areas of trauma and recovering and healing areas of relationships. But it is important to note that singleness brings a unique area in which there can be healing and growth and so it's not that it's like a unique season it's like oh what a great time to grow compared to all the other times we don't grow (laughs) you know and I think that's wrong because it's not that you're complete it's you you enter a new season in which there is new growth that takes place for sure it's just trusting where God has you and doing the most that you can in that season to grow closer to him and to become healthier And God knows what's best for us. So, you know, from above, he kind of will realize it's probably the best for us to be single at that moment, even if we can't see it, to really work on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, a lot of it is trust in God, which is very difficult. Yeah, because we're finite beings. You know, we we don't have the perspective God has. And so it really does take a very trusting and childlike posture towards God to be like, okay, I know you know the full story. And so I just have to trust that even though this doesn't feel like what I would choose for myself or plan, that there's something greater being done. For sure. And in this time of singleness, I've just, it's really allowed me to grow in humility and really surrender to God and what he has going in my life and not focused on getting attention and having the focus on me. You know, I want God and his will to be the center of my life. So if this is where he has me, this is where he has me and I can rest in that and know that his divine providence is is working. Uh, there's something I really, uh, I always go back to and it's in the Annunciation when the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and she says, I am the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me according to thy will. Mm. And then it's just, it's just what I live by or, tr- you know, try to live by is just being a handmaid of the Lord and completely distrust and trusting everything to him. And it's, it's a process over and over again. You know, it doesn't just, doesn't just happen all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's definitely something that this time of the unknown has taught me is has helped me and stretched me to grow in yeah and I think that's similar to when Paul says that it is better for him to be single because of his ministry like there are specific things that or specific callings maybe is a better way of putting it that God may place us in for a time it might not be like your whole life but I think everyone faces times where God has a calling on them that they need to be single for or they need to be in a relationship for and God equips you and gives you the resources for that time and so Paul saying you know it is better for me to be single and I wish for some of you you would remain single because people are getting distracted by that and they're looking to that instead of seeing where God has placed them and what he is calling them to in that time for sure and there's a bible verse that I always go back to because we might not see it or understand it at the moment why we're in the season or why this is better because we're so 
just in our finite world and all we have is this you know limited knowledge of what is going on we don't know and that's where the surrender and the radical trust comes in and it's from ecclesiastes 3 verses 9 through 12 and it reads what gain has the worker from his toil i've seen the business that god has given to the children of man to be busy with he has made everything beautiful in its time also he has put eternity into man's heart yet so that he cannot find out what god has done from the beginning to the end I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. And I remember the first time I really read that passage and it really resonated to me in my time of singleness where I just don't understand why things aren't happening. I can't really see all the time why God has me in this season, especially when it's giving me deep suffering. But just to can you continue to trust God and to praise him and you know, be joyful in whatever season we are in because it, we're trusting that it is what's best for us. And one day we will realize when we're in heaven <laughs> or even later, you know, on earth. Like there have been times I looked back and I was like, it was definitely best that I was single, that that relationship did not work out, that that did not end up with that person that I so desperately wanted because it would have just led to a lot more hurt and not fulfilling the things that God wanted to do in my life but we will not always see that we just won't we won't always understand and it's just leaning leaning in and trusting even without the understanding Mm -hmm. leaning not on our own understanding as the Bible says and I think it's so interesting that that passage talks about being joyful because that isn't something sadly that comes up a lot in these conversations about singleness is being joyful in singleness so what are your thoughts on that yeah and i think there's a difference between joy and happiness so we're not Mm -hmm. always going to be happy Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's just that's just not how our human bodies work we're not always gonna feel happiness any women that have a you know have a, a cycle, cycle. <laughs> know how that is you are just not gonna be happy but joy to me it's a virtue it's not just like an mm-hmm. emotion it's this deep peace within yourself that you know that things are okay and that you can trust and rest in the lord and have that deep inner joy mm-hmm. because something i also wanted to talk about is that being single for this long it is a struggle and it's okay to struggle with it mm-hmm. and to feel sorrow around this because you know if you're even thinking about this if you're struggling with this it's clearly because you have this deep desire to be united to another and when you have a deep desire that is not fulfilled and you're still like keeping that hope that God will fulfill it so you're not you know suffocating that desire trying to ignore it or escape it but you're really just like you're letting it be there because you're having hope that God will fulfill it it hurts Mm -hmm. it is an ache because it is something that is not fulfilled and it's going to hurt you know especially if it's something that god has for you but not yet it's going to be painful so it's okay (laughs) to feel pain you know i've had people tell me where i've come to friends and they were well-meaning but i just said like you know i'm really struggling right now in this like i see everyone around me being in relationships like this is really difficult for me and they'll just be like who cares like you don't need a man like you're fine by Uh yourself or they get frustrated with you with really struggling especially when they just haven't had the same experience as i have of being single for 24 years and not dating much and just having a very different experience than people around me they try to kind of just smother it and be like no you're fine whatever like don't worry about it 
<laughs> and there is kind of this idea that like you're not an empowered woman if you admit that like you desire a relationship like yeah. no like you know you should love yourself and you're enough and, and like it can be so empty sounding to someone who is struggling and they're not happy and it's a painful time to feel like oh not only can I not voice my pain but I'm shamed for it or told that I'm like not being strong and not being empowered (laughs) and like almost like looking bad for women like no that's such like a shameful and and horrible way to treat people who are struggling and going through something that is completely natural to feel pain over exactly and it's okay to feel pain I mean suffering is a a part of what we're going to go through but I think it's how we handle that suffering mm-hmm. so like I said before it's not good to just ignore that suffering and just push it away and try to smother that desire because then you're smothering hope that God will fulfill that desire in whatever way mm-hmm. is best and you're you know just completely ignoring the desire which that's not good but also to just kind of like dwell on that and sink into despair mm-hmm. and just kind of sit in that pain uh and to, to lose hope, but just to sit in the pain instead of kind of, you know, smothering it, that's not good either. Mm-hmm. It's what we do with the suffering, allowing us to unite it closer to Christ, to really suffer with him because he has felt all the loneliness that we feel. He's felt in tenfold. You know, that's the only reason he allows us to go through it is because we can now unite it with him and enter more intimately with him in that suffering. And Jesus was single, guys. Like, Jesus did not have a lady. Like, he was single as well. And so he sympathizes with our weaknesses. Like, Jesus, while he was fully God, he was also still fully man. And he had all the desires and temptations that we experience. Like, Jesus was very much present in our fallen world. And so you can go to him with those feelings because he gets it. And that's what's so amazing about Jesus is that he totally understands and he intercedes for us because he gets it and he understands and he can sympathize and empathize with us and so i think sometimes we think of jesus as like this like sexless like monk and that wasn't the case like even though he never gave into that temptation to say that it didn't exist or that he was not fully man i think does a disservice to people who are single who can go to jesus and feel that connectedness and have him know what they are going through and experiencing and that's so comforting to someone who might feel alone because maybe you're surrounded by people who don't have that experience who are in relationships or haven't had that same struggle it can be really disheartening to have no one to go to but you have jesus and he gets it and understands it so that is a huge area of hope sure that has been one of the most experiences for me and particularly this area of suffering is just knowing how much Jesus also felt that loneliness and that just that you know rejection that you kind of feel in that he felt that in tenfold I mean he loves people more radically than we ever could Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so he's felt that rejection from people that he was so deeply just in love with and died for Mm -hmm. and still reject him I mean just the just the pain that he has felt and still feels for you know souls that reject him I mean that's painful for him so he Mm -hmm. knows how we're feeling in this and he wants to come closer to us in it and that's what's so beautiful about it is that in our suffering he comes closer to us Mm -hmm. and that's why suffering can be beautiful is because Jesus comes in it brings us closer to him Mm -hmm. and that's ultimately the only way our hearts are going to be fulfilled in any way Mm -hmm. amen 
Yeah. So I guess I wanted to pivot a little bit. Um, just some other things that I've pinpointed and and learned in being single that we can have this this struggle of thinking, okay, well, I need to change myself then. Mm. Clearly, I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm a very introverted person, maybe more of an ambivert, you know, it just depends on the we mood. We were just talking about this earlier. Like, <laughs> we're kind of in the middle of the spectrum. We really are. <laughs> we're just like the best of both worlds. <laughs> you get the whole package with us. <laughs> Megan and I, yeah. So Not to toot our own horns, but... <laughs> <laughs> you should be our friend. <laughs> yeah, you should be our friend. <laughs> but... Yeah, so just this, something I've struggled with is that clearly I'm just not outgoing enough. I'm not mm. putting myself out there enough. And clearly, yes, if you're holed up in your room and you're not going out and you're not putting yourself in the places <laughs> to meet people, then like, I mean... Newsflash. Yeah, you're probably going to stay single for a little, a little while. <laughs> but if you're just out living your life, doing the things you love, doing your best to follow God's will... And just being authentically yourself and like working to grow into the woman that God has has made you to be, or man, I shouldn't say that only women are listening. That's true. I'm sure we have some male listeners. Yeah, for sure. My friends. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe if you're a guy. <laughs> so funny. Um, so yeah, you're going to feel, there's definitely this pressure to feel like you need to change yourself, but like I said, if you're out living your life and just being, you know, who God wants you to be and further growing into yourself, if you are more of an introvert, that's fine. You don't need to change yourself. The right man that is for you will come along and will see the beauty in you. You will not need to prove yourself. Mm-mm. You won't need to throw yourself out there and keep being around him over and over, like being around people to get them to notice you. Like, no, he's going to see that beauty in you and be attracted to you and pursue you. Mm-hmm. You don't need to change yourself. And I know that's so hard, but really growing into the person that God wants you to be, that's where the freedom is. Not trying to manipulate or change yourself to get this attention that you, you know, desire. Yeah, and and how sad would it be for you to be putting out this mask and have someone fall in love with that mask? That would just be devastating. Like you want I mean, I think we can all say we want someone to fall in love with the real us. And that's what's so beautiful about how God created relationships is you can be vulnerable with this person in a way that you're not vulnerable with others. So, yeah, to to, it's so sad to feel that you would need to put out this mask in order to be loved. Like, listener, you are a beautiful person and you do not need that like you should show people who you are because who you are is so amazing and how god create has created you unique from others like don't try and be others that's not how god created you so just be yourself because guess what you're great exactly as cheesy as it can sound it's true god made you special and he loves you very much (laughs) just growing into the person that god wants you to be that's where the freedom is and if you're not receiving affirmation from people around you in that particular way you know like being asked out on dates Mm -hmm. it's just I know it's hard but it's just the right people are not around you to Mm -hmm. appreciate that in you and want to be with you because they just aren't the right person for you and that's okay and you can rest in God's providence and in the worth that you have you know in Christ and you know as someone I'm Catholic very Catholic and I love Mary (laughs) 
And something that I've just really related to with her is that she was very hidden. And she was, I mean, she gave birth to Jesus, like was chosen by God to give birth to to Christ. And she was easily like one of the most beautiful women to like ever walk this earth. And she was very hidden. Her life was mm-hmm. very hidden. Like, and that's how God wanted it. So if I'm in a period of my life where you know, that's not happening that I feel, I felt God kind of speak to me like, this is a period where, you know, you're more hidden in this area and that's okay. Like that's how I want it to be. And that goes back to the just resting in God and being a handmaid of the Lord and allowing him to work in your life and do what, what he is doing and just, you know, following that and remaining joyful. And that's the disposition that I've, you know, really just been resting in and has given me a lot of peace and it's difficult for sure. (laughs) It's not Mm -hmm. easy, and there are days where I go to God, which leads me to my next point. It's okay to go to God and tell him that you're struggling Mm -hmm. and that this hurts and that you're frustrated with him, like he wants you to be real with him. It's okay. (laughs) And, you know, just coming to him with that and uniting that suffering to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, Jackie and I were just talking earlier about how someone maybe not reciprocating the affection you have for them in the way that you have it romantically that is does not speak to your worth and value like you are not less worthy just because someone is not feeling that same connection and that's okay but it's so easy and natural for that to feel like an attack on our identity Um, but it's not and I think that needs to be talked about more that it is okay for someone to not reciprocate affection in the same way but you're still completely valuable a a beautiful image bearer of the lord and that person just isn't in love with you romantically and that's okay for sure and i know it can be super painful especially when Mm -hmm. you know you might feel that connection and you have this deep desire to be united to another and it's just it's it is painful like we were saying before and i have to bring up i would be doing a disservice to everyone if I didn't bring this up um there's this book that I read by Colleen Carol Campbell and it's called My Sisters the Saints and in it she she writes about her struggle with infertility and just having this deep desire for something that just was not happening and she says in the book she's speaking to her mom and she says I can accept the cross of never having children it's the waiting the not knowing that's driving me crazy And her mom responds to her, the waiting is the cross. And I read this book, but before I read it, I read this blog post by this woman named Christina, which we will link, called The Waiting is the Cross, where she just shares her story of prolonged singleness. She didn't get married until her uh, early 30s, like 32 or 33. And she just talks about how hard it was to wait with just no idea of what God was doing in her life. And just without understanding why God was allowing her to go through this just painful season and we've kind of already spoken about it but it is in the waiting like that is a cross to bear Mm -hmm. and it's something that we you know can use though to bring us closer to Christ and she speaks about this reference to prayer which she calls the pirate reference that her spiritual director gave her and no one knows where it came from she even says i don't know where this came from but the reason it's called the pirates pirate reference is the a r r so i guess it's like r's 
hey, you all will remember that though. I like, know. it's not A- forgettable. R R R, and it's one. <laughs> acknowledge your feelings. Two, relate them to the Lord. Three, receive what the Lord desires to give you. Four, respond to Him in gratitude and love. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Megan and I already kind of spelled this out in our own way, but those are just four concrete steps that have helped me when you know this struggle really is really difficult for me is to kind of go through this this phase this way of praying mm-hmm. like and that's so i think practical such a great tool because a lot of times when you're praying about something like this and once again like she's saying you know it would almost be easier if the lord just a voice came down and he was like hey this isn't my plan for you you're going to be single your whole life it would be like okay i can accept that but yeah, it's that waiting, it's that not knowing, and almost what feels like silence from the Lord, and it can feel like a rejection, like I'm going to you in prayer, <laughs> and you're not giving me anything, you're not telling me anything, like I'm giving it all to you, and I feel like there's nothing in response, and so this is such a good tool for those of you who might feel lost in their prayers about this, or have given up praying about it. This is such a practical resource to get back into prayer, and to help just realign your mind to how God is speaking to you in this way. It might not be a voice from heaven, but he is speaking to you, and this can really help. For sure. And I just also think of the women in the Bible that waited years and years for things to happen for them. If it was having a, finally having a baby or meeting the child, you know, the child Christ, like Simeon in the Bible waited years and years, and God promised him, like, you will not die until you meet until you meet the child Christ, you know, and he fulfilled it. (laughs) Or the woman who had to wait 12 years with bleeding before being healed by Jesus, and she was an outcast of society because of their purity laws at the time, like 12 years. Or Sarah waiting to give birth to Isaac. Like, yeah, example upon example in the Bible. Exactly, and she still, when Jesus was there, she still kept that hope, and she reached out and touched his cloak, and she was healed because of her faith, Mm -hmm. because of her hope. Yeah, and I guess something else I also wanted to mention was, you know, just dealing with these insecurities and singleness, and just to remember that spiritual attack is real, Mm -hmm. and the devil wants you to believe these lies about yourself. Mm -hmm. The things I was saying that I, I struggle with and still struggle with is, well, you're just not worthy, you're not beautiful enough, you're not funny enough, your personality is not great, your body is not good enough, whatever it is, like something is just wrong with you, the devil loves that (laughs) he wants to use any little experience that you have in your life of like someone rejecting you or kind of digging into those wounds that you have and point and be like see Mm -hmm. you were right that's right and just actively you know a way of fighting against those is to actively renounce those lies and praying Mm -hmm. deliverance prayers because the devil is actively attacking us in this way and he wants us to ignore all the good things that God is doing in our life and the ways that God is providing for us and being with us and you know is affirming us and wants us to ignore all of that Um, and along with that you know therapy also could be something that could tie into that as well for sure taking care of both the clinical and spiritual side of those things and those deep insecurities and wounds Mm -hmm. that you might be struggling with or are really triggered by Uh, you know singleness and all of those things if you've struggled with it you know exactly what I mean (laughs) yeah and and the devil you know actively does not want you to fulfill your calling 
you know, like if God is calling you to action in this season in a specific area that your singleness is an asset to, the devil wants you to wallow in those feelings of insecurity and shame so that you don't feel equipped to go out and do what God is calling you to do. And so you have to, like Jackie was saying, renounce those lies so that you can receive the equipping that God is handing out to us. Exactly. And I think just my last thought that I would want to leave people, especially women with, that are really struggling in this is I just want every woman to see their time of singleness as a radical invitation to become more intimate with Jesus rather Mm -hmm. than it being an indication of their worth. Because ultimately it will, it's always him, capital H him. Mm -hmm. It will always be him that will fulfill you, that defines you, that brings you life. It won't be anyone else. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just the last thing I would really want to leave with women and let you, you know, sit with and bring to the Lord. Yeah, what a great note to end that on. Uh, It is him and it will always be him. So beautiful. Jackie, thank you so much for sharing your story and your experience and being vulnerable. Um, and And I hope that this helps you kind of think through and process maybe some of the things you're going through in your life. Or if you know someone who's single, a easier way to just show empathy and compassion and care and understanding towards them. That's why it's so important that we talk about these things. So, on that note, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs>